Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hi, on this episode, we're going to talk about how to know when your client is done coaching, which, uh, I think it's such a great topic. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. This is a great topic, and it's also a tricky pill to swallow for coaches. Yeah, because how can you not take it personally, right? Yeah, how can you not take it personally? And it's really timely. So I, um, just this morning, one of my clients told me that they're not going to continue. So I can speak to this, mm. you know, right hot off of the presses and work through the standards, my emotions and, and all of those good things. So, yeah. Um, can I, can I just say real quick, the, um, the thing that is, uh, cause this is more, uh, prevalent in coaching than it is in therapy because in therapy, uh, a lot of clients have taken, you know, they have insurance. So when you're going through insurance, it's not like one-offs, right? They see you for a long time with coaching because there is no insurance. You're going to get a lot more people that come and go a lot of, I get a lot of one-offs. And so um, I think this is more of an issue in coaching possibly than therapy. And every coach works differently. So, you know, this is, this is a great place to start is how do coaches work and what is the typical expectation for a coach and client to stay together? So, um, the way that I work is when a client first comes to me, I require that they do a minimum of 12 sessions. And those 12 sessions need to be once a week while we get started. Mm. And during that 12-week period, I really learn my client. I learn their life. I learn the issues. I learn the players. Right. And you know that 12 weeks helps cement change. After that, I allow my clients to either stay with me weekly or they can purchase a 12 pack and use it at will. Yeah. You know, Noel, I love how extremely different we are. I think this is good for um, our students to see the, 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 the spectrum, you know, of how different coaches can be because I'm on, I'm way on the other side. So like if Noel is basically, you know, um, buying, buying the car, I'm more of a, a lease with an option to buy, <laughs> I guess. Like I, I do a lot of one-offs. I do a lot of, I have a lot of people that just see me um, for one session. And uh, for you, that might bring you a lot of anxiety. That's not the way that you work. And both are okay. Both are okay. You know, I'm, 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 I haven't done just one session in years. Yeah. And, and it's, it's because it's all about, um, you know, for me, it's all about building the relationship. It's all about really getting inside someone's life and learning them. Mm-hmm. And most of my clients stay with me for very long periods of time, although it might not be consistent. So the client who just told me this morning that she's not going to re-up with another 12-pack, uh, we've worked together for about three years so far. Wow! And the, when we first came together as coach and client, We did 12 sessions straight through and that was great. And then she re-upped with um, another 12 pack and we did, we went through 
six of those sessions. And then we paused for a whole year. And then she came back and said, I need you. And I said, oh, that's great. You have six sessions left. And we did the work of six sessions and she's, she's good again. She doesn't yeah. need me. And so she's going to take a break. We're going to wrap up our, our final session of that pack on, on Monday. And, um, and she'll be off to the races. And I'm sure down the line when something comes up, I'll hear from her again. So for you, because your, your clients are more, you know, your relationship with your clients are, are, are longer, uh, generally speaking, um, it must be harder for you when they decide to go. It was a gut punch. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a gut punch in a couple different directions. And what I was immediately reminded of was the ICF standard. So the ICF standard is that a client and a coach has the right to terminate at any time. Mm-hmm. A client especially has the right to terminate at any time. Uh, so it was a gut punch for me because I'm emotionally invested in my client's life. From my perspective as a coach, I was so excited when she came back because I was like, oh yeah, you know, now we're really going to get in there and really get to do that work, the deeper work that mm-hmm. I know is so absolutely needed. And so I felt like, the goal setting process that I hoped for, for the client was not going to get realized. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, the grieving of, a, of, of the relationship with the client, but it's also the grieving of what could have been or what you had wished for the client or whatever you guys were building toward. Yes. And that's yeah. not how the change process works. Uh, one of the standards of coaching is that we match the pace of the learner. Right. So the work that, that I do with clients is I do colonized mind work, usually with very high level um, individuals, mostly women, around the self and around relationships, around putting yourself first, around setting boundaries. And it's really hard, gnarly stuff. And not mm-hmm. everybody's ready for the whole enchilada all at once. Yeah, I think for me, um, because most of my clients um, come from uh, social media and my books, they they just they just want help with one situation, and I think that's why they buy one session. Um, and then of course, you know, it's never about what's on top, and there's deeper things on, uh, you know, underneath. But um, I think that's why I get a lot of one-offs. I get a lot of kind of like I'm in this specific situation. I have one question. Can you just help me with this? I don't want your help with my entire life. And, and, you know, another piece to realize is that, um, you know, coaching is expensive and not everybody has disposable income to throw at their, their health quandaries, you know, one after the next. So, you know, for, for my clients, I totally understand when they need to take a break from coaching because it's such an investment. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I think, uh, um, I'm just charging too much. That's, that's why they're only buying one session. Um, how do you know, as a coach, how do you know how much to uh, question and um, explore why the, your client wants to terminate and, and, and how much of it is just, you know, acceptance and you ask zero questions? Do you know what I'm saying? Because like sometimes um, clients want to terminate, but it's not coming from an honest place. It's coming from a place of running or not, you know, or um, not, not wanting to, to, to do the work anymore. Yeah. So that's one of the most important things that you, you have to know as a coach is that it's not your job to mandate where folks should be in their own change process. Yes. And 
when we pull back the wool, one of the things about coaching that's truly radical is that the relationship between coach and client turns all of the normal standards of hierarchy that we experience as humans on their head. So, you know, your, your manager grades your work performance, your teacher used to grade your papers when you were in school. Um, when you hire a consultant, they tell you what to do. When you hire a coach, they put you so hard in the driver's seat of your own life that you actually get used to calling the shots and making your own decisions. And so when a client says, you know what, I need a break, even if the coach feels that that might not be 100% in their interest or the coach sees, oh my gosh, there's so much more work and growth that could take place between us, it is vital to honor that the client has made a choice for themselves and to celebrate it and to honor mm-hmm. it really, really, really hard. Um, when you wind down a session, you can, of course, ask for feedback as a coach. You can ask your client to consider future goals that they'd like to explore. You can ask your client to consider any unfinished business that they'd like to put on a vision board for the future. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, love them for exactly who they are and where they're at and wish them good luck on their journey. Yeah, you know, a lot of coaches become coaches because they're such good friends, right? They're so good at holding space and and championing their friends' um, stories and helping them and being a bouncing board and all of that. And so when you're coaching, um, because now you're professional, it may be difficult because when you're a friend, um, even if, you know, they don't, they start isolating, a, a good friend would actually go to the house, you know, <laughs> pull them out, um, buy them food, stuff like that. Uh, by the way, which Noelle just did, she sent me some, um, lovely lasagna, which, um, was decadent. Um, but you know, friends do that stuff, but as a coach, because you're a professional, you, you, you can't start knocking on people's doors. You can't ask why they're quitting, you know, like you just said. And so that I think may be challenging if we're used to um, going above and beyond in our friendships. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, there, there are lots of different forms of goals, right? So it depends on, on how you coach and how you work. So sometimes your contract ends because your 12 sessions are up. So if you're working with a, a personal trainer or you're working with a coach on fitness or nutrition, your goals are very specific and measurable. Are you hitting the numbers, the macros, the weight levels, whatever that she wanted to hit? Mm-hmm. And you you pay for a certain amount of sessions and that's someone's rate. Sometimes the decision to not keep going is both financial and goal-oriented. If you've hired a coach to get into graduate school and you get those acceptance letters and you're on your way, there'd be no reason to continue that relationship because you had contracted a SMART goal. Right. If you do work like John and I do in the realm of relationships, uh, the self, the colonized mind, you know, that work ends when you die. <laughs> there's no yeah, end. There's no end. Right. <laughs> there's no end to that work. It's a, it's a lifetime subscription. <laughs> it is. And so, you know, from that context, it's it's considering also, you know, where folks are right now. So pulling, you know, way out into the context of our lives, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone's exhausted. Does Mm -hmm. my client have the energy 
to keep examining all of the ways in which she's colonized and how that shows up in her relationships with men and what she wants moving forward. Not right now, honestly, is the answer. I just had a client who bought five sessions. You know, she did one or two. She disappeared. And then a couple of weeks later, she comes back and then she disappears again. And I have to remind myself, like, like you're saying, um, you know, to validate and to allow her, uh, uh, to respect her wishes, to be heard, to be there for her, um, uh, but not grab, not pull in, not make it about me. Um, and it's challenging because a part of you starts to wonder, is it me? Am I doing a good job? You know, um, is, is she not coming back because she doesn't like it or the experience is not effective like that kind of stuff? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a riot because it's it's so similar to um to online dating, right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Like, yeah. is it me? Like, why doesn't this person keep coming back? You know, right, you know right. what's going on? Did am I likable? Right. Um, and and this is a great part of this conversation because I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, as coaches, we're gonna take these things personally. And we're going to ask these questions of ourselves and, you know, your own humanity gets to be there. Um, So when these feelings come up, what do we do with them is a great question. And I I think one of them might be to acknowledge like, oh, this is, this is me being a human right here. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you may actually talk to your own coach about this. (laughs) Talk to your own coach about it. Um, and you can always really go back and look at those ICF standards because they're very comforting. So, you know, we meet the learner, we meet the client where they're at. Coaching is a client directed experience. We meet the client as an adult learner where they're at. Not everyone is ready to move forward with a particular goal or a particular piece of learning at a given time. Life is complicated. The lives of our clients are complicated. Not everybody um, has the time, the space, and the finances to do constant self-work. And the right of termination lies with the client at all times. You know, the other other thing is that when you do respect the client and um, her wishes and go at the pace of uh, your client, you're actually also building trust. Very much so. And there's, there's a, each client has their own cadence. So there are certain folks that I work with who will book, they've bought a 12 pack, but they'll book a session, you know, maybe every three or four months. And that seems Mm -hmm. to work. And they come in with an agenda. We do this session, they get what they need and they know I'm there, you know, as an invisible support in their back pocket. And I guarantee that this particular mm. client that I'm talking about, she and I are, are are great friends as well as professional colleagues. And when she needs me, she'll come back because I've also put the work in um, learning her life, learning her, proving myself as a trusted guide through the change and exploration journey. And so mm-hmm. that's the part where you know, you, you kind of have to sit back as a coach and say, you know, I've provided with my client with all of the ingredients. Let's see what they bake. You know, I think I think this is a uh, um, part of the coaching journey, um, getting used to reflecting, um, being introspe- uh, introspective and, and, and asking yourself what comes up when um, clients terminate, 
right? And what to do with that. I think there's a chance for um, a coach to experience her own growth uh, when clients do terminate. Absolutely. There's re- reflection and growth is is so important. And, you know, I might add getting feedback from that client, you know, what really worked for you? Um, right. What would you like more of? What would you have liked less of? Yeah. And uh, I do that all the time. I always ask the client, you know, what was your takeaway? Now you don't ask the client, was I good? Right. You don't say, <laughs> Hey, uh, did you like my services? Um, I, I, I think um, asking the client, you know, through our experiences, um, what their takeaways were, what was helpful, what was not, you know, kind of keeping it more neutral instead of, because uh, 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 there might be a part of you as a coach that wants a critique, that wants some kind of letter grade, that wants approval, validation. And uh, that's, that's you know, your own stuff that you, you're not trying to pull from the client. It, you're right. And the, the client isn't there to give you a letter grade. If you are mm-hmm. a young coach and you're developing your craft, and you do want that feedback genuinely to grow, um, that's a wonderful arena to explore with pro bono clients. Um, Asking for testimonials is a great way to learn about yourself through the eyes of others. Um, Asking clients if they felt that the service was valuable enough to warrant a testimonial. And as you're going through that Mm -hmm. learning phase, you know, I can't stress enough that checking your ego at the door when you work as a coach is something that you really have to do because it's not about you. It's about the value of the facilitation process to someone else. And the value of the facilitation process may have little to do with you. Absolutely. And checking your ego gets harder as uh, your practice grows, as you become more successful, you know, as your rates go up, as your confidence builds and all of that. And it also gets easier because you realize that you are good at your craft, that your clients do derive value, that, you know, mm, right. folks are going to take the the collision experience with you and take their knowledge out into the world and they're going to transform you know, they're going to change. And when they come back to you, you're going to get to see the outcome. Yeah. One of the things I tell um, my students uh, in in the the class that I teach is uh, one of the supervisors uh, back in the day uh, when I was training told me something. I didn't get much out of the the supervision, but I remember taking this one sentence and just like putting it in my back pocket. And and it helps me so much. And it relates to what we're talking about here. She said that um, you're only going to be one point in someone's life. Just be a bright one. And I, I just like that hit me. And it was just so simple. But like, I was like, oh, I might. Yeah, someone might see me for one session or for 12 sessions. Don't focus on that. Um, you're going to just be one point in someone's life. Just be a bright one. And I I, I think um, that's kind of the mindset, you know, when it comes to um holding on to clients and, you know, wondering why they're not seeing you more or, you know, all of that stuff. Absolutely. And, and just to, you know, sometimes it has to do with the mirror that you hold as you were talking, uh, I, I, a memory jog for me, I had a client mm-hmm. who I love, who I'm still in touch with awesome human who stopped seeing me as a coach because she wanted to date a guy that she knew wasn't going to end well and didn't want to have the mirror held up while she did it. 
Right, right. That's really <laughs> and interesting. She was straight up honest with me. And she was like, I'm going to date him. And I was like, oh, God. And she was like, and I know that our coaching would get in the way of this relationship. And so I'm going to pause. And when I dump him, I'll call you. <laughs> I would congratulate her for her honesty. That's amazing. That's, I mean, part and parcel of the relationship that I have with my clients is there's nothing that anyone could say to me that I would ever be like, you know, boo on you. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, what do you say to that? It's your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that because then it also, the client um, ends up trusting you more. And the client is also saying this because she trusts you. So she's being vulnerable and, you know, of course, there's some humor there. And then she's going to come back and it's like, everything's good. So, Everything's yeah. always good. I, I love that and, story. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's that's the part that as a coach, you realize. It's, it's like, uh, I don't have kids. So, John, you can weigh in on this one. But, you know, I imagine that when you have kids, you you give them tools. You talk with them. You encourage them. You game plan, help them strategize. And then they ultimately have to go out into the world and build their own lives. And yeah. you have no control. Yeah, and you can't you can't save them. Right. And so it's it's very much the same with your clients, is that your clients come to you to achieve, to transform, to grow, to gain learning and to gain tools. And then they go out into the world and and their um that learning has to intersect with reality. And the responsibility is on the client to actually start right. showing up differently in their own life. And we're just along for the ride. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Allowing things to happen, that the client make uh, her own choices and then bringing that back into the room is joining the client on uh, her journey instead of trying to control, trying to force, trying to manipulate and all of that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, so, very much. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And whether you are a new coach or you're in training, uh, this is something that you're going to come across, you know, a client will eventually uh, terminate with you and uh, you're going to have some feelings about it possibly. And so hopefully this conversation was helpful as far as what to do. And that also it's normal and it happens to everyone, including Noelle. Oh, yeah. All right, friends, take good care. This was fun. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.